Hey guys, this is Casey. Welcome back to another episode of My Mom the Alcoholic. So I just re-listened to the last episode I posted just to kind of get, you know, an idea of what I said and like how I felt about it. And I'm sure what is stirring around in your mind if you're kind of following me and going through my episodes in chronological order is why haven't you got your mom help yet? And let me just kind of explain about what's kind of going on at this point in time in my life. So my mom, after she came drunk to my bachelorette party, I had mentioned to her later that I kind of noticed that she was a little bit under the influence and she denied it. Most of the time, whenever I talk to my mom about her being drunk or her being under the influence of alcohol, she would just deny it. She wouldn't say that she was. She would say if she did, it was only a little bit. And I usually just dropped it from there because I'm not going to sit and argue with somebody who I know is drunk who is saying that she's not because it just irritated me. So, but whenever she would come kind of to terms with it and realize that she was in the wrong or she had gotten caught and there is literally no way that she can deny it anymore, she would say, I'm going to, I'll get help. I'll, I'll get it figured out. I promise I won't drink anymore. I'll do some reading in my Bible. I will do something and I'll change. And she would promise that multiple times at this point in time. It never changed. She never did. So I felt really stuck at this moment in time because I told her that there were rehab facilities that she could go to and that was an absolute no. No way, not doing it. No way she could do it. So I, I know it seems kind of weird and neglectful almost that we didn't get her treatment, but what I've learned with people with alcoholism or an addiction problem is you can't make them want to get better. You can make them go through every program on earth and they will go through all of the things. They will go through the motions. They'll check all the boxes. But if they're not wanting to get better, if they truly don't want to get better, they will just go back to where they are. So uh, whenever I think about addicts and alcoholism, especially when it comes to my mom, I think of it as two different people living in the same body. So I have my mom on one side and I have her addict side. So, and I really think of them as two completely separate people because if I were to ask my mom today, who is still currently an alcoholic, mom, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the old mom that we remember and is completely sober and shows up for all the things in life? Or do you want to be an addict? And I guarantee you, she will say she would rather be the old mom that she used to be. Guarantee I know she would. If she could just pick one, I know she would go that direction. But the addict in her will do everything to kind of manipulate herself to get what they want, to get what the addict in her wants, and that's alcoholism. So whenever she would be promising me, oh yes, I, I promise I'll get better, I promise I will I will do the things, I will um, try recovering, I'm not going to drink anymore. That was the addict in her telling me those things just to kind of hurry up and shove it under the rug so they can go on with their lives and do whatever they want to do. So I was going to talk about in this episode about my mom on my bridal shower day, but she was just drunk the whole time. And that's pretty much the end of the story. She went around and slurred speech, talked to everybody and just embarrassed the hell out of me. So it was pretty close to how she acted at my, um, my bachelorette party. 
what I'm going to talk about today is my actual wedding day because this is kind of getting you more up to speed with more current events because my wedding day was um, about a year and four months ago. So what happened since then has really turned my life upside down. So um, my wedding day was kind of in the summer. It was nice and warm out and I stayed the night at my mom's house the night before and um, it was my sister and my cousin and I who stayed there and the, the morning that we woke up my mom woke up and she was completely sober and awake and alert and I told her that morning I said you know I tried to say it as gracefully as possible I said mom I love you but can you please stay sober today and of course that hurt her you know her daughter on her wedding day is having to ask her to stay sober I know that hurt her I know it did <clears throat> but I felt like I was backed against the wall I didn't know what to say or what to do but I wanted her to be sober that day I wanted her to remember being there so she said of course I will of course I will I said okay so the plan was at like eight o'clock that morning I was supposed to meet my bridesmaids at um a place in the town that I lived in, which is about half an hour away from where my parents live and a half an hour away from the town that I got married in. We had to go meet at a salon to go get our hair done, of course, you know. So we all pile in a car, <clears throat> two cars actually. I was driving my sister's car and my sister, I believe, is driving my mom's car. And they, we, we both drive a car full of girls up to... Um, this salon and we start getting our hair done and I start noticing that my mom's acting really funny and I Couldn't tell if it was alcohol or what it was, but she was sitting kind of in one of the chairs waiting um, To get her hair done and whenever my mom is drunk She usually just kind of sits and laughs and says oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh over and over and over at everything you could say Hey, are you ready to get your hair done? Oh my gosh Okay, well, that didn't answer my question. Or I'd ask her, are you excited for today? Oh my gosh. But everything. Like, that's just kind of her drunk go-to saying. So, she's sitting in the chairs kind of off to the side. She's kind of dozing off a little bit here and there. And I didn't say anything. I was trying my best just to kind of put it out of my mind and just enjoy the day. And just, you know, love every moment of it. Because it was truly the best day of my life. But we just kind of had a few problems, especially with her. So she gets ready to get her hair done. And she gets up and is walking over to the uh, chair, the beautician's chair. And she trips and nearly busts her face off of the countertop behind it. And the beautician was the owner of the salon, actually. She was just like, oh, God, like, are you okay? And, of course, my mom's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she's laughing, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, everything. And so my mom sits down and starts getting her hair done. And the lady is asking her, you know, what would you like done with it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's what my mom kept saying. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just, just make it look nice. I don't know. And my mom had previously kind of picked out a hairdo of what she wanted beforehand. And I told her, I said, mom, I thought you said you wanted this. And I just told the beautician what she wanted. And so I'm sitting in the chair next to my mom. And I hear my mom try and kind of make small talk conversation with this lady. And she says, so have you worked here very long? And the beautician's like, uh, yeah, I actually own it. I started it however many years ago. 
and kind of started talking about her business and how she got started and was having very light, good, casual conversation with her. And a few minutes later, my mom is sitting in the chair starting to doze off. Now, mind you, this is like nine o'clock in the morning, nine, ten o'clock-ish. And I'm just looking at her like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I can't believe she's falling asleep in the chair. And so then as the lady is continued doing my mom's hair, my mom kind of wakes up, comes around and says, have you worked here very long? And the beautician again kind of was like, uh, yeah, I, I own it. I, I started it this year and this is kind of how we've gotten to where we are. We now hire this many beauticians or whatever. And my mom was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So have you worked here long? And at this point in time, I know, I know the beautician personally. I know her. She's a good friend of mine. And she kind of just looks at me and is like, uh, and I just, I shake my head and shrug. Like, just don't, just don't talk to her. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't know what to tell her anymore. I mean, it's just, my mom was so under the influence of something under alcohol or something that she couldn't even hold a conversation with the lady doing her hair. So we get our hair done and we take some pictures out with my girls and we're getting ready to travel back to the town that we were to get married in. So this is about lunchtime-ish. So we climb into the car and I am driving one car and I can't even remember who was all with me. And my best friend was driving another car which had my mom in it. And so I had a bright assist that day and my bright assist job was to well, one of her jobs, she had many jobs. One of her jobs was to hold my cell phone and answer questions, comments, calls, and stuff like that that were very simple. Like, hey, when did you say your wedding started? What time did you say it started? Do we need to be here at this time? Etc. Things that didn't necessarily have to bother me just so I could enjoy the day. She also would take kind of candid pictures with my cell phone of me and my family getting ready just so I had those memories. So, we are in the car heading back. We're probably 15 minutes into this 25, 20 minute drive. And she says, so you have a Snapchat from, and it was my best friend. And I was like, okay. Cause she's in the car behind us. So she holds it up in front of me and we open it and it's captioned Houston. We have a problem. And it's a picture of my mom sleeping slumped over in the backseat of her car and I could have died of embarrassment at that point in time what do you even say what do you even say back I didn't even know what to say back I just like oh my god like make make this stop please make this stop so we get back to my parents house my mom gets out and she goes inside she goes into the back room where she normally kind of binge drinks her alcohol and I follow her back there and my mom is on medication for, like, anxiety. I don't think that it's necessarily, like, a benzodiazepine, like, Xanax or anything like that. But she's on... I think it's an antidepressant is what she's actually on. But, so, something like that shouldn't make you drowsy, especially if you're taking it as prescribed, like, once every day. So, I follow her into the back room, and I shut the door behind me, and I say, Mom what is going on and she just looked at me blanked face and said what I said what did you take are you drinking and she just looked at me and she's like no 
No. She said, well, I took two of my anxiety pills this morning. I said, mom, you can't do that. I said, you're falling asleep talking to people. I said, please, mom, just don't take any more. So I, I want you to be awake and alert and remember my wedding day. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I said, yes, you are, mom. Yes, you are. I said, we can all tell it. Everyone that's with us today can tell there's something wrong. And she got angry with me. She's like, you're just paranoid. You're just paranoid. So at that moment, I was just so angry because it's my wedding day. I'm supposed to be having fun and being able to trust my mom into helping me get some stuff together and enjoy the day. And I can't because my mom is needing to be babysat, basically. So <laughs> we go over to the church and we're getting ready. And we're getting ready to take some pictures where it's about probably half an hour before the ceremony. And I got my mom like a gift from like the bride to my, to my mom, you know. And it was a handkerchief that had embroidery on it. And it talked about how um, I'm so glad that I grew up with my mom to give me a good example of what a good wife is like and a good woman is like. And I gave it to her. And of course the photographer is taking pictures. And my mom just stands there for like five minutes just staring at it. Just no emotion, just staring at it. And I said, can you read it? And she just looked at me and just said, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you and I like hug or... And she just stood there staring at it. And that was it. It was just the weirdest, <laughs> most awkward feeling. Because I figured she'd read it. She'd give me a hug, say I love you. No, she just stood there staring at it. With not even a smile on her face, just staring. So that was very odd. And then... The best man, who ended up being my brother-in-law, kind of came back to talk to me and said, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but your mom keeps leaving and coming back. She's going back and forth. I don't know where she's going, but she keeps getting in her car and leaving and coming back. He's like, I'm trying to keep an eye on her to make sure that she's staying here. <laughs> How sad. Like, it just it irritates me and makes me just want to, like, grab my hair and just be angry thinking that, on my wedding day, the bride is being told that her mom isn't sticking around. Like, she's leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back. So, we are wanting to take pictures of, like, my family together and then his family together separately. So, I don't see my husband before the ceremony. So, I take a picture with my sister. I take a picture with my dad. And we are going to take a picture of me, my sister, and my mom and dad. And my mom's nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Don't know where she's at. So we couldn't take any pictures before the ceremony with just us four. So that was real cool. I was pretty irritated about that. At this point, I am fuming at her. And I'm trying to relax and take deep breaths and just make sure that everything's okay. But everything is not okay. Because I am so angry. Then, <laughs> then it gets better. So we are getting ready to start the ceremony. We are legit just a few minutes from actually starting. And... Like, all my bridesmaids and groomsmen are all lined up and we're ready to go. And they said, are you guys ready for the music? And I said, yes, I am. Let's, let's do this. Let's get started. And my um, bride assist comes back and is talking to me because she's supposed to be the one. It's like telling people when to start walking down the aisle. And she says, we can't uh, find her mom anywhere. It's like, okay. Because we are legit supposed to be starting that minute the ceremony so, okay well I can't exactly go walking around looking for her 
And so a few of my bridesmaids, they all kind of split to go look for her. Well, it turns out she had already went in and sat down next to uh, some of her family members inside. So uh, my, my, one of my good friends, he was an usher. He went up there and said, uh, you need to come back here because we're supposed to escort you in with the ceremony. And she's like, oh, I didn't know. Uh, Mom, you were at the rehearsal dinner the night before. We rehearsed all of this. But okay. So she came back. We did the ceremony. It was absolutely beautiful. Whenever we went to... So we, we went on a... We had a bus travel from the ceremony to the um, reception that carried the wedding party. And my mom did not go on it. She went directly to the reception hall. So at the reception hall... I had my bride assist hold my phone and I wanted her to record my um, entrance, the grand entrance, like introducing all the bridesmaids, groomsmen and whatnot. And in that video, you can see my mom trying to hide her purse under a table during the ceremony. Like she's getting up and she'll walk over to it and grab her purse and walk off with it. And then a few minutes later, she comes back and she tucks it under the uh, table again and shovels stuff around on the inside and then a few minutes later you see her come and pick it up again and it's sad because the thought and the memories that I have of my wedding a lot of it revolve around my mom being under the influence of something and that's sad it makes me sad thinking that and I think a lot of um her treatment from that point on is really based off of her behavior that day because it was about a week later is whenever I confronted her about it but that's for another episode I wanted to do this recording on my way to work and I got here so what I want to leave you with is um please if you're going through something like this do not blame yourself it is not because of you or anything that you've done and just remember Addiction is like living with another person inside your own body. They make their own choices, but it's because the addict in them wants to continue doing what they're doing. So it is a really big struggle for them. And I've grown to be more understanding of it, and I've kind of lost that anger portion of it, but it still does make you angry. And just remember, your emotions are human. You're human too. So... Hope everyone has a good day. I'll try and post another recording here sometime soon. It is the weekend, and I do have things to do, so I don't know if I'll ever be alone at any point this weekend, but I just want you guys to know that you're loved. If you guys need anything, please just reach out to me and let me know. Thanks.